All right, guys, here we go, Nordy East Podcast. We have a great sports cast for you guys. We're talking Super Bowl predictions. We'll talk Minnesota jerseys like we love to. We'll hit on the Premier League, the Twins, the Wild, the Timberwolves. Everyone, here we go, Nordy East Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent, man. I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am doing great. I'm super excited. As we're recording this, our charity Royal Rumble contest is happening. So for those 30 people who put their money to a good cause, we'll find out where that money is going tonight. Next year, maybe we'll do... We didn't know that there was a women's one as well. So maybe next year we do both of them, 60 people. More money it went so fast. It was less than a day. Everybody had their money in, so we could easily fill double that. I think we can. So, yeah, that's what's going on with us tonight. But that doesn't mean that we won't have an amazing show for you guys. Um, we have all kinds of things to talk about. The Super Bowl is next weekend. We'll talk Wolves, Twins, Wild, Premier League. We have an awesome metal stand to debate at the end. Um, but before we do all of that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also subscribe anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. And as always, please spread the word about your favorite podcast with your three best friends in the whole wide world and uh, give us that five-star review. I think we've earned it after like 400 and some episodes of being your friend. We've earned it. Thank you. And if you haven't done the review, go do it. It turns out Rotten Tomatoes got back to it and said, hey, you guys got rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. We yeah, need they to get 200 100. reviews yeah. now. So <laughs> we, we're going to push for it, baby. Yeah. So help us out. It would mean a lot to us if you guys could do that for us. Um, but thank you guys for listening to the Nordy's podcast. It's like you're sitting right with your three best friends. You just don't get to talk, or at least we don't hear you. Unless you DM us, and then we will respond and say hello. Unless you DM us. All right, guys. So um, we're all drinking different beers. What are you guys having tonight? All right, I'm di- I'm drinking. This is a classic. This is a staple of the second six pack. Okay, that's where I'm at today. Can I guess? This is Can I guess? Oh, okay. This is uh, 56 is sippy squeeze. Right, you guys have had this one. Yeah, it's great. Sippy mosaic IPA, really good. Ten bucks for the six of them. Love it. I'm just right. drinking a Bauhaus uh, mixed pack. This is their pink guava goes. It's pretty good. They make good little mixed packs. Yeah, they do. Nice. I'm back at, uh, this is like my guilty pleasure brewery because everything I keep having from them is just, it just keeps getting better. I'm at Portage and I'm drinking a coffee cake blonde ale and it's really good. It it actually kind of tastes like a first call from Modest, the coffee lager in a way like that, uh, but with uh, more of like kind of a sweet finish. Because it is kind of like that coffee cake, so this is a this is a really good beer. Best part about this beer, uh, seven bucks for the crowler. So when this COVID stuff has died down enough, and the summer feels a little more normal, we're going up to my friend Kirk's cabin. You guys know her. It's ten minutes from this brewery, and we're gonna go stay there. Fucking hit up Portage. It's gonna be great road trip. Field trip, yeah, love it. See you there. All right, guys. So uh, we're gonna move right on in to our warm up today. Get ourselves all warmed up to talk sports. What do we got today, Jim? 
All right, this is so sports related because it's about pasta and pasta has carbs and carbs energize you. So if you need to eat pasta Mm -hmm. before a big game, what is your favorite? Maybe what is the best pasta shape? What is the best pasta shape? Go. Okay, um, so coaching uh, allows me to go to these things called pasta feeds, which for some reason parents and coaches – uh, believe that a good idea is to do a carboload, but the day before a game, and you okay. And what you do is you like cater in cheap pasta that's just mostly like a like a milk and butter based cream sauce with chicken and cheap pasta like fettuccine, okay. and then like or like marinara and meatballs, and then you give them a bunch of bread and cookies and milk, and then we're like those are things that good athletes should fill their bodies with. <laughs> before doing so it's a terrible idea um but if i'm gonna have a game and there's a pasta feed i am going white sauce pasta with chicken some kind of buttery bread cookie skip the milk black every single uh, i was asking about the shape man i'm talking about look are you talking about a, a thin spaghetti a penne uh rigatoni i like cavatappi oh, 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 oh dude, yeah, you nailed that's, it. that's the best one that is the best one, but so let's see what like Ryan the, says. That's like the loose spiral, right? It looks more it's like, like a, a big spiral, a nice bite to the pasta. It's got ridges and curls, holds the sauce like you wouldn't believe. Great. That so, was what I was leading with. That's what I was hoping to get to. I was going to trump yours with mine. Cavatappi is the best one. Cavatappi. Yeah. It's also, it's, I don't know, it's not. It's also not that pragmatic, you know? Um, so I'm going to go a little bit simpler. I've got. I've got two. Um, okay. For specific dishes, but like one is uh, rotini, which is which mm-hmm. is similar to cavatappi, but it's just a it's a tighter spiral. Uh, but I, I love I, the rotini. I like that you get the sauce inside all of the all of the like the area of the pasta. Um, that goes really well with like a meat sauce, like a a, a red sauce. I do like a rosé uh, sauce, which is like half Alfredo, half marinara which is really good in my opinion um but i also like angel hair for like a light oil based uh you know dish like you can have like a like that spicy uh the aiolio i think is what it's called which is just like lemon and crushed red pepper and parsley and pasta and oil and garlic and it's like super simple but so much better than the sum of its parts um and then you just i don't know i i like the the angel hair too like if i'm if i'm talking long noodle and short noodle i'm angel hair and uh rotini right love rotini i think that's number two for me well done boys you feel warmed up i had nothing to do with sports i apologize i'm I'm hungry now we tried all right uh here we go super bowl next week uh kansas city versus uh tampa bay Tampa Bay, the first team to host themselves in a Super Bowl. Of course, Florida is the only place they're having a Super Bowl during COVID. Uh, Also, um, almost happened two years ago with the Vikings. The Red Hot Vikings make it to the NFC Championship game. After the Minneapolis Miracle, they run out of gas. They score the first touchdown five plays into the game before giving up 37 straight. (laughs) Is that really what happened? Yeah, we lost. I mean, I remember getting beat, but like 37 straight. Yeah, it was like 37 to 7. It was just an absolute murder. The Keenum dream, the Keenum dream was crushed by the start of the uh, second half. Yeah. Yeah. It was dead. 
Um, yeah. right. So in this game, a couple of things. Kansas City are three-point favorites in this game. Um, I have to imagine that that number will go up as we get closer and closer to the game. Three points seems uh, like not a lot for a team that is, other than their Week 17 backup playing game, is like 25-1 and one in their last 26 games. Crazy. Uh, champions have the best player in the world, and they absolutely slaughtered Tampa Bay earlier in the year. If you remember, it was the game that Tyreek Hill had 210 yards in the first quarter. Yes. Uh, one of the great fantasy performances of all time. Uh, so, you know, I would assume that that will go up. The other piece of this is the over-under is 56 and a half, or yeah, 56 and a half points. So a 30 to 27 game would get the over. Damn. So they think it's going to be a fun slinging, slinging game here. Yes. Both are top five offenses in the league. Um, both of them are top five passing offenses. Uh, you have Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Godwin, Brayton, and Gronk on one side. You have Hill, Watson, uh, Hardman, Kelsey on the other yeah. side. I mean, there's weapons absolutely everywhere. And obviously the easiest storyline is um, who hates um, diversity more, Florida or Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's a tough call. That's a toss up. I'd say it's almost a toss up. I'd probably give it. I, I think Missouri edges out Florida in this. Case. I, don't, I don't think it's a toss up at all. It's Missouri by a landslide. I've lived there. Um, Representatives uh, are trying to uh, tear down democracy faster. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> all right. So the real story, though, is Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. I'm willing to finally admit that I'm the last person to uh, versus the future greatest of all time. The man who will destroy all of his records, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's, it's the easiest story for them to tell. And I am here for it. I'm really excited about this game. And I think that uh, no matter what happens, we are going to win as fans. And who are you rooting for officially? Who do you want to win this game? I am cheering for the Kansas city chiefs. Um, I, I liked the chiefs quite a bit before the week one booing of, of, uh, black people pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um, but I would say that they're the easy pick over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. So mm -hmm. me, the, the chiefs are the team to cheer for here. I always cheer against Brady unless he's playing the Packers. He got that job done for us and now it's time to back the chiefs. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. I think it'll be, I think it'll be really fun. And my guy, the weekend who I jam on quite often, especially with this new album is doing the halftime show. And I'm, I'm into that. Um, let me just tell you guys one thing I don't like about the Super Bowl. Okay. Mm -hmm. it's not that it's really long. It's not the, everything has to be performance. You know, you have to perform the America, the beautiful and the national anthem. And we have to talk about, how long the national anthem is going to go for. And then we have to have like a couple, um, you know, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts come out and give the coin to the ref. You know, like there's too much of that ceremony. You haven't even gotten into the pandering to the troops yet. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good 20% of the airtime right there. But the thing I don't like, and this is not going to be a popular opinion, but everyone needs to just look themselves in the mirror on this one. It's uh -oh. the commercials. 
the Super Bowl commercials are a thing that was a thing 20 years ago. Okay. And now they're just the normal commercials you see on TV. Or no, watching. there's still new ones. Yeah, they're like their new commercial that they'll play normally for the next while. Well, and I, think the, I think the mistake that they started making was that they started getting released on YouTube like two weeks before the Super Bowl. So then for a lot of the good ones, or well, I mean, however you feel about them, a lot of the ones that end up being more popular or more well-received have already been seen a million times. So yeah. like the, the mystique of this Super Bowl, like what's Pepsi going to do? You know, they pulled out this year. What's Budweiser going to do? And they pulled out this year. But like the, the mystique of some of these commercials and, and their level of humor and funniness and sort of captivation is now gone. And so I agree with Eric that the Super Super Bowl commercials have jumped the shark ten years ago, and it's, now they've lost all their luster, and they're not nearly as uh, you know like you have people that would shush you during the commercials a long time ago. I don't think that really happens anymore because a lot of they've seen a lot of them on on you know YouTube or any other streaming services. I mean, the funniest commercials of the last few years were like the dilly dilly ones with like the night and it was like Game of Thrones and that wasn't even that funny. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the <laughs> thing I can think about. I just am so glad that this year I won't have to have someone be like, oh my gosh, shh, shh, oh my gosh, it's the Clydesdale horses. I love these. I'm like, I, I cry every year. Hey, my, my, my wife, my wife's 10 out of 10 in the last 10 years crying at the, at the, some sort of a dog, you know, going after the horse commercial. <laughs> if there's a horse dog friendship. Yeah. Um, all we can hope for is a new progressive. Don't turn into your parents commercial. If we get one of those, it'll be a win. Okay. Those are fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, you woke up early. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> the waiter doesn't need to know your name. <laughs> all right i need a prediction from you guys on the game i'm gonna go first i'm gonna say i think the chiefs win this 34 to 24 in what should be a pretty good and memorable game that they come from behind like they do every game like it'll be like bucks are up 10 nothing and then the chiefs rattle off like 27 in a row because that's so, just, so you mean just like last year's super bowl just like every game the chiefs play that's like a big game what were they were they down like fourteen nothing last year twenty one nothing something like that? Yeah, like, I think the big thing is that Patrick Mahomes intentionally gets down early so that Andy Reid will completely abandon the run, and then he just gets to pass like every play the rest of the way. He intentionally gets down early, huh? So he's, he's like Andy. Why is running in the game plan? I'm gonna give up ten in a row to start the game again, okay? And then you'll. Um, I know what's gonna happen, and it's gonna surprise you guys. It's actually going to be Tom Brady is going to just have almost a perfect game and he is, is going to score 30 points and Patrick Mahomes is only going to be able to put up 27 and the Bucks are going to win. Wow. Okay. That's my prediction. What do you got, Ryan? Wow. I got to, I got to break the tie here. Um, yes. It's hard to gauge the, uh, Chiefs defense. I, I feel like they, against a better team in the AFC Championship game, could have had a lot more struggles. Buffalo really couldn't move the ball. But they moved the ball against a lot of people um, in the season. So um, maybe the Chiefs defense is a little bit underrated. I think uh, the Bucks are going to have a hell of a time stopping this offense. Um, man. 
Uh, all right, I'm I'm on Team Jimbo here. I'm going what? I'm going Bucks in an upset, but but barely. I'll I'll say three points, four points. I'll say thirty-eight, thirty-four, Tampa. That um, would be a fun game. So let me give you the the way to beat these teams, okay? So the Chiefs are missing both of their tackles. And the Bucks have a good pass rush. So I think Mahomes is going to be under duress, but he does move really well in the pocket, probably better than anyone at this point. Um, but I do think that they're going to pressure him. They're going to hit him. They hit Rodgers a bunch. What is it? Five sacks I think they had last week. Um, so I think if the Bucks win the game, it will be more to do with their defense than it is to do with their offense. They'll hit Mahomes. The, the O-line will crumble because they're super banged up and their pass rush will get to him, and they'll force him into some mistakes. Um, to beat the Bucks, the Bucks have the best run defense in the league, or the second-best run defense or something. They don't have a great pass defense. That seems like a problem when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think that the way that, that, that uh, the Chiefs win is just what you'd expect. Mahomes, air raid, Brady just not as good, Brady too old and just can't keep up, and the Bucks put up a bunch – put up a bunch and it's still not close to enough. Okay. I think it's a high scoring game either way. Yeah. Very excited. All right, well, I'm excited. I think I'm more excited for this matchup than most. Uh, uh, remember, yeah. when we were, remember when we were super excited for the Rams Patriots matchup <laughs> and boy, was that a snooze fest. I hope we don't that have I hope we don't have that. Three or something. It was like the worst game ever. Yeah, literally. And Bill uh, Belichick, Bill and Belichick couldn't have been happier. That's ex- that's the exact type of game Bill Belichick wanted to play. It was like super boring, slow, nothing happened. So speaking of Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they were the only team uh, that Matt Stafford said he wouldn't go to because he didn't want to go back with Matt Patricia. Um, mm. back oh, that, with the, that makes sense, Matt, though. Um, so there is a big trade. Matt Stafford from the Lions goes to the Rams – uh, the Rams give up their third-round pick this year because they don't have a first. A first-round pick in 2022, a first-round pick in 2023, which will mean that they will have not made a first-round selection in seven years. Jeez, they're going all in. Seven straight first-round picks traded. They also get rid of the brutal contract that is Jared Goff. So Jared Goff goes the other way. He is their 26-year-old quarterback that everyone thought was bound for greatness and in reality has been – uh, pretty bad. Pretty disappointing. I mean, they're a good team. I, I'm guessing Matt Stafford is fucking psyched. I mean, he's going to a beautiful location. He's getting out of Detroit, which is really the the laughing stock of the NFL. Worst team ever. I think um, Stafford has been super overrated for a long time. Really? Like very overrated. But he's a, he's always a pretty good fantasy quarterback. But he's just a loser quarterback. I mean, he's on in a bad on a bad team in a bad organization. But he never can overcome that at all where, you know, I think really great quarterbacks sometimes can. So I've, mm-hmm. I think he's been really overrated for years. Like everyone's like, Oh, Stafford's for sure better than cousins. Even though his stats are worse, he plays like 10 games a year because of injuries and his team loses every game. But the thing I will say is I think that Stafford um, could have a great year. If a great rest of his career, if he went to the chiefs, which isn't going to happen the 49ers or the Rams, you know, one of those teams that has one of those incredible offensive head coaches. He looks out, he goes to the Rams. I think McVay is going to turn him into an absolute beast. I think this trade is better 
for the Rams than for the Lions. Wow. I like that take. The Lions will fuck up the picks anyway. They'll fuck up. Oh, yeah. The picks will be like 26. Like, it will still be a fine pick, but I would rather be the Rams. I think that they were good, and they were a fringe contender with crappy Jared Goff, and I think putting a competent quarterback in there is going to change everything, and I think that they are going to be really good next year. It's going to be really weird seeing Stafford in the white and blue and gold. That's for sure. It is. I know. It's going to I'm going to cheer for him. Like, I, I, I like the guy. I am happy for him. Like, I want him to do well. You know, like, I always think about like this. If the Rams win, there's, you know, if you win the Super Bowl, they don't, they don't broadcast this. But, like, if you win the Super Bowl, you probably win a lot of money, right? Like, the owner does, right? I mean, we don't know what it is. I'm sure you could find it somewhere. But, like, everyone's throwing money in, and you win the Super Bowl, you get a big chunk of money from the other owners. You know, it's like real fantasy football. Right. Hundreds of millions and billions of dollars and stuff. Um, so maybe that will help my Arsenal team. San Kroenke, big payday. Who knows? Who knows what happened? <laughs> He's not going to spend any of that money on Arsenal. Um, I mean, right. You throw. I mean, if you like, oh, it's fifty million dollars to Stan Kroenke. That that's like a rounding error for his accountant. It's like, oh yeah, we we kind of misplaced that fifty million. Sorry, bud. And it's back in the account, and he's like, oh, I didn't even notice. Didn't even know. Credit card still works just fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two firsts and a third and a crappy quarterback with a terrible contract gets you Matt Stafford. Uh, no one's happier right now than the Houston Texans who are going to move Watson in the coming weeks or months. Um, his price tag is probably at minimum three firsts, including one of them being a top one of the top picks in this year's draft. Maybe mm-hmm. a player to be added. Um I th- if Stafford can can pull that in, dude, Watson is going to double that. I mean, it's just he's – I would say he's twice as valuable. Yeah, he's younger, better. He's he's a modern, – Modern QB, yeah. He's, he's mm-hmm. one of the best. So, yeah, that's something to watch for over the next few weeks. All right, let's move on to our next topic. That's some NBA talk. Guys, the Timberwolves are officially four games behind the next closest team in the West. They're the last place team in the West. They are atrocious. Mm-hmm. They are putting out lineups of just terrible players that are hardly NBA players that we talk ourselves into being good because they score eight points in a meaningless game. Um, <laughs> Remember when we were on the Jarrett Culver bandwagon about the most improved player? I, has he even seen Yeah, what happened to that, Eric? That was a horrible take. He's injured right now, but, yeah, he's terrible. They're all terrible. And yeah. we're towns, towns with injuries, towns with, with COVID. Um, and then – the thing I with mental health issues, for sure. Towns battling it all this year. Yes. Um, and then I did just you that, did you hear that he also got hit by a fucking drunk driver in L.A.? No. Yeah, he revealed that in the off season when he was talking about his girlfriend, who was like one of the Kardashian offshoots. You know, she's like a spinoff from the Kardashians. He's in a weird place, man. So my other thing is, D'Angelo Russell is a coward. Okay. Um, Dan- I'm prepared to agree with that. I just want to know why. Daniel Russell that. sits out of the two games against his recent team, Golden State. Doesn't want to have to go one on one with Seth Curry, who would have put him to the sword. He has a he has leg soreness or something for both of yeah. those games. He mysteriously can't play in those two games. Wiggins took it as an opportunity to beat on us, and uh, Russell took it as an opportunity to sit out and hide. Yeah. Russell's yeah, I over under 0.5 playoff series Russell wins in his career. I think it might be zero. He's a loser. Mm. 
Damn, this is depressing. Um, what else can we talk about? The reasons to be hopeful about the Timberwolves, though, I will tell you. I'm not going to keep it all negative. The reason I would feel hopeful, I think Beasley is good. Yeah. I think he's Beasley- amazing in transition, dude. There, I, he just always can finish at the at the basket. I love that. I think Beasley is good, and I think Beasley is a going to be a good contract eventually. It seems like he's making a ton of money right now, but I think when all is said and done, I think he's making a fair amount of money. He can score. He plays all right defense. I I'm, I don't know. I'm a big fan of his. And mm-hmm. Edwards shows signs of life, even though he has a ton to learn. Yeah, yeah. he's fine. It's just growing pains with him, I think, a little bit. Do you guys want to know who our leading rebounder is on average for the season? Oh, I hope it's Nas Reed. Nope. Is it? Is it? Is it Rubio? Ed Davis. Oh. <laughs> Somebody Ed Davis. called Ed Davis is our leading rebounder with five point six boards per game. Ed Davis is not a professional player at this point, and he's, like, starting games for us. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know the worst part about this? So the NBA tried to stop people from tanking by giving the best odds at the number one, two, and three picks to teams who finish fourth, fifth, and sixth. Right. Uh, so our draft pick is protected if it's top three. We need to move up a few spots if we want a chance to get a top three pick and not give the number four pick or something to uh, Golden State. And then the worst thing is, in the trade, it loses all protections the year after this year. So mm. even number one pick, we have to give it up. No protections. I I can't believe how bad it is for the Wolves. <laughs> I can't believe it. And honestly, like I I feel bad for, for Minnesota fans for a lot of reasons. Like I feel bad because the Vikings, you know, the Vikings – have been one of the best teams in the history of the NFL and they've never won um, the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I think that sucks. It's, it's just not, you know, the Vikings have the third most wins in the Super Bowl era and they've never won a Super Bowl. Okay. Mm. And that sucks. Twins haven't won a playoff series forever, but they've won a couple world series. The wild, you know, we deserve better, but they're still a young franchise. The wolves the are just an absolute, embarrassment and they have been for their entire history other than a couple um lucky seasons that we had after drafting a high school or kevin garnett and it's just unacceptable they need to be sold they need a new coach they might as well just move away or just be relegated yeah i think we have the worst i think we have the worst winning percentage in the league i mean we're the worst team in the of all time. The end, yeah yeah with i think we have the least playoff wins as well so we're the worst team of all time the worst team in the history of the NBA is the Timberwolves, yeah. for sure. Yeah, which sucks because they look cool, man. They got a cool fucking name and everything. But I, uh, wish, I, I guess you need more than that. Turns out, I wish they would just Glenn Taylor just ride off into the sunset, man. Get sell it for an like an astronomical profit. You're you have more money than you could know what to do with. Let the Wolves take over. I don't even care who it is. Let someone else take over. He's tried. He tried it. And Remember that? We were like, the sale is imminent. The sale is imminent. And there hasn't been as much interest as, the, as he, he and the rest of the NBA thought there was going to be. I think that he also doesn't want to get embarrassed by selling it cheap. I don't think he really cares because, like you said, he's owned it forever. He probably paid 200000 for it back in the fucking whatever days. And I think he's he'd be embarrassed to see that it like is maybe only worth you know $600 million or whatever it is. 
as opposed to some of these other teams that would be worth, you know, $3 billion. I See, I think what happened is is that he was about to do it, and they got to the, the final papers, but then the people were like, we need to know everything about this franchise. And then Glenn dusted off this old weird box behind his desk, and he embarrassed, you know, he was so embarrassed to have to show them the contract he signed with the devil selling his soul for the team uh, and in return making it so we're the most cursed terrible franchise ever and that cleared off all potential buyers they took one look at that <laughs> i figured he was gonna have he's gonna look the, the new owner in the, the right yeah. in the eyes and say if you shake shake my hand if this team's gonna get better and they wouldn't do it that was that was his strategy for wiggins so yeah, I, I love the uh, the imagery of him dusting off the box and like on the side of it says "not the deal with the devil." Yeah, you know, or like something don't, super don't obvious. Don't worry about this box. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, last thing in the NBA, LeBron uh, looks like the favorite to win the MVP yet again. The guy is old as dirt, and it just doesn't matter. He never stops. He never stops dominating the game, being the best player in the world. I think that the way that he eventually catches. Jordan um, is going to be more so the fact that he has just going to, he's going to play twice as much as Jordan ever did. Mm -hmm. Maybe Jordan's peaks were better than LeBron's peaks, but LeBron's career is going to speak for itself. He looks like he's got five years left of being one of the best players on earth. And he's for sure the best player on the best team right now. It is incredible to watch this guy. He was the eighth favorite, I believe um, to start the year for MVP. And now he's in the top three. And uh, I would I would not bet against him. And it seems like there's been so many years where we've given it to the second best player, a Harden, a Westbrook, uh, you know, whoever is like a Derrick Rose or a whatever. A hundred team that has surprised everyone and they played really well in their one great season of their career. And then we give it to them over LeBron and LeBron gets second. And that's happened like five times. Did you see Brad Stevens's quote on that? Or it's like, you know, if the media, if it wasn't for the media needing something else to talk about, something new and exciting, LeBron pretty much would have gotten it four or five more times over his career, which well, is exactly what you're alluding to. That was the same deal with uh, with Kobe, RIP, when Steve Nash won the MVP, was that Kobe was obviously by far and away, what was that, 2005, 2006, something like that? But the Suns were like the up-and-coming team. They had Amari Stoudemire. They were doing the Mike D'Antoni seven seconds or less, you know, offense. And sure, Nash, Nash was a great player, but Kobe was by far and away the league MVP. But he had just won it like two years in a row. And they were like, wow, we, we can't do it three years in a row. we got to give it to somebody else. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm cheering for it. I don't like the Lakers, uh, but I like LeBron and – I think that he makes sports fun because you feel like you're watching something that you haven't seen. You know, you just have never seen a guy. I don't know what he is, 36 years old or something. You just never have seen a 36 year old guy who dominates the league night in and night out and has done it every year. He's been to 10 out of 11 finals and he continues to just destroy everyone. Uh, it's a joy to watch. It's a pleasure. And it's like one of those things where I just don't want to miss it because when it's gone, you're going to be like, Man, I can't believe we're done seeing LeBron. You know, and it's just like how many years left do we have of that? So, well, I remember like I, they did the they did the same thing. Like it's the same like Tom Brady corollary. You know, I remember there was a game probably like four years ago, and they were in Kansas City, and they got whooped by Alex Smith when he was still their QB. And they were like, "Is this the end of the Patriots era?" 
And we have to say that every single year, like LeBron has like one game where he has like 11 points, five rebounds, 30 minutes. He was pretty ineffective. Maybe he wasn't trying, maybe he didn't care. You know, maybe he was dealing with something that he didn't, you know, expound to the media. And then they're like, Oh, LeBron James, he's in his, he's 35. This is his yeah. 16th season, you know, and all that stuff. And they We've go heard that on. so many times. Every year, come like October, November, December, someone writes a piece on this. Like, is, is have we seen the best of LeBron James? Is he over the hill yet? And every year he comes back with a vengeance and just destroys the narrative completely. And I love that. I think he almost like waits for that piece to come out and then be like, all right, time to go now. Time to yep. time to kick it into fifth gear, and we're going to just go. But I think this season – I love his like, quote I don't even the other care. day. They were like, you know, how do you get through the games or whatever? He's like, I don't get tired. I just don't get tired. I'm so conditioned. I just don't get tired. I was like, I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to some Twins talk here. The Twins have, make a couple signings. Um, first up, they bring in – is it Jay Happ? Is that what his J- name is? Jay A. Happ, yeah, I think. Uh, he is a late thirties pitcher, pitched for the Yankees last year. He's going to be like, um, the, the kind of fat white pitcher, the twins sign every year. Yep. <laughs> We've done this like 10 years in a row and it's worked like twice. I get the only uh, good thing about half is that he's a lefty. Great. Um, I'm going to assume that he's going to be like, uh, league average pitcher or worse. He's Mike Belfry. Um, He's the Mike Pelfrey five and six in 24 starts with a 4.9 ERA. And that's about it. Five, five and a third is what we're uh, going to get out of him. The other thing was they bring in, is it Andrelton Simmons? Is that how you say it? Andrelton. Andrelton Simmons, uh, who is, uh, I believe, the greatest defensive shortstop in the history of baseball. That is correct. He has the most runs saved, at least since they have been keeping track of that stat in the history of baseball. Now, he's probably slightly past his best, but still only 30 years old. He signed yeah. him on a one-year deal. He is probably – he was a leadoff player for a good chunk of his career, hit around 300 a lot. I'm going to guess he hits at the bottom of our lineup on uh, a good Twins lineup and hopefully transforms the defense. Polanco moves over to second base where they believe he will not have the same issues of range, where he's been one of the worst defensive shortstops in baseball. Um, it seems like the opposite of what they've been trying to do for the last few years. For good offense, we just want to hit home runs. Well, Or defense, I'm sorry. We just want to hit home runs. It seems like they now are trying to also play some defense. Yeah, I like the signing. Um, I wish it was a two-year deal, but I'm, I'm fine with Simmons coming in and and then maybe we offer him a, another one-year contract beyond this. Um, I think it's one of those uh, weird signings where you're like, I, I don't really understand. But then, you know, good friend of the pod, Phil Mackey, on the Score North tweeted out that Anderson Simmons in the last 10 years has saved 230-something or 212 runs or something like that as a defensive shortstop. And Jorge Polanco is at a minus 35. Yeah. So like a 250 run swing um, yeah. over the course of, that's, of that time, which is kind of insane. That's serious impact. I mean, he's we're gonna we're gonna see it right away. I think he's like Ozzy Smith without all the the extra added stupid flare plays. Sure, he's like, so he's solid. He's like Ozzy Smith without like having to do like a somersault all the time. So he's Derek Jeter. <laughs> sure. 
Um, all right, so Nelson Cruz, uh, they're back in discussion. Um, he could still end up back on the team. I think now that there's no DH in the National League, at least for one more year, baseball pouring, uh, he has a better chance of coming back to the Twins. I'm going to guess he signs here in the next few days, would be my best guess. Um, Eddie Rosario is gone. Um, he looked better than he actually was for a while. I don't think he'll be missed. He signs a one-year deal uh, with our rivals, the Cleveland Spiders. And uh, overall, baseball made a bunch of boring decisions over the last few weeks because baseball is stupid. Baseball's Hall of Fame class this year had who, Ryan? Nobody. Had nobody in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, been like, hey, everyone's stuck at home. Like, it's COVID, like, we need to have something. Let's have a great Hall of Fame ceremony. And they were like, baseball writers uh, are the story. They're just going to have a roundtable discussion that no one will watch, and there won't be anyone who makes the Hall of Fame. because, well, because So the guys that are up are, like, Schilling, Barry Bonds, uh, Roger Clemens, and the baseball writers being the, you know, magnanimous pricks that they are decided that, they're going to take a holier than thou stance, even though they wrote millions of articles that got, you know, tons of play and pub on like the home run race between Sosa and McGuire and all that stuff. And, and they loved the steroid era because it was great for, for, you know, eyes on the page thing and everybody. And now they're like, Oh, I can't stand for this. I'm, I refuse to tarnish the baseball hall of fame with someone that took a supplement. That was totally legal. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's where we're at with baseball. Yeah. Right. Well, let's see where we're at in uh, the state of hockey. The Minnesota Wild this weekend are debuting their um, Minnesota North Stars jerseys. We've talked about them at great length. We think they should just be the Minnesota North Stars again. It won't happen. NHL is also stupid. Um, but they're banged up right now. If you guys didn't see one of our star players, Kevin Fiala, had one of the dirtiest hits I think I've ever seen in a hockey game as he. Literally took a dude's face, attempted to kill him. You know when Batman murders people all the time? But he yep. his one rule, but he just takes people's faces and, like, spikes them into the concrete or into, like, He's a like, bar. no guns, but murder is okay. No guns. He's going to have to breathe out of a tube for the rest of his life. Yep. Uh, that's what Fiala did to a dude. He took a guy's face at full speed and threw him face first into the boards. The guy, his face is mangled. It's a mess. Um, Fiala gets a three-game suspension. He probably deserved worse, to be honest with you. Uh, Matt Dumba is injured with what they'll call lower body injury. I'm hoping it's not too terrible. Um, Johansson is out with an injury, and Felino tested positive for COVID. Things kind of fell off the rails the last few days, and it's... Well, you know what happened? You know what happened? What? We pumped, we pumped him up. We, we set the wilder on fire, and then yep. like the next day, things went off the rails. We just shouldn't watch the Wild. I think that's what it is. Like, when we don't talk about the Wild, they do well. When we do talk about the Wild, they lose every game. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see the New Jerseys, but the team is looking uglier and uglier by the week. We have a bunch of, like, number three centers on our team, and that just doesn't get the job done. Kaprizov's kind of the real deal, though. So he's he exciting. Looks, he looks electric. That's really fun. And there's not much else to be very excited about at this point. Mm -hmm. The goalie's out. Multiple players are out. Hopefully not too long. Um, all right. Let's move on to one of our favorite things to talk about. That is the Premier League, the greatest league in the world by far, especially in times of COVID where other teams around the world are struggling. 
Um, one thing to note, Barcelona is like $1.3 billion in debt. It came out this week that Messi's contract is almost $600 million for four years. It's insane. Contract of all time, over $100 million a year. He was trying to leave Barcelona to take an offer in the Middle East that was going to pay him $700 million uh, euros, I think was equivalent. It's almost $800 million over a few years. Um, this guy doesn't care about winning anymore. He's just trying to make money. Barcelona doesn't know how to run a team. And it's going to look like that all over Europe, I think. The Premier League, with their great TV deal, is the one thing that will have staying power. Um, but what's happening in the league, guys, right now is the North has taken over. Manchester teams and Liverpool yep. are topping the league. That's where the league is, is at. Um, City looks like the front runners to win the whole thing. United and Liverpool are directly behind them. Uh, while London has been absolutely embarrassing. London's yeah, it's a bit of change, huh? The so, best team right now is West Ham. Yep, and they lost today. <laughs> to, to yes, they did. Woo! So you have West Ham as your number one team in London, followed by a reeling Spurs team, followed by a reeling Chelsea team, followed by a struggling Arsenal team. and a struggling oh, I, I thought you were going to say surging Arsenal team. I mean, I thought you were going to go with surging on that. I think maybe talking about body of work over the season. They've had a good stretch here. But... Body of work, it's been a struggle. Yes. Surging in the past three weeks, maybe. But surging moves you up to 10th place, you know? <laughs> um, you need to keep surging. I think that is the story of the season, though. Um, the other thing is is that the league is is not good this year. Uh, and it's not necessarily the team's fault. It's just COVID has um, destroyed what the league was. Um, guys have not been able to be as healthy. They haven't been able to practice as much. Uh, a bunch of guys have missed time due to COVID. Guys have tried to come back and then they're not healthy or it takes them a while to get back into shape. And I think the biggest difference is the home field advantage of some of these teams is gone. You know, a, a fortress like uh, Liverpool at Anfield, um, mm -hmm. they lose a game that they would never have lost uh, if that place was packed with fans. And they lose, what was it, to Brighton? Yeah. No, they lost. A, they lost. They snapped that like two-year streak or something. It was just crazy. They just didn't lose at home at all, and then they lost to a bad team. And so I think that some of the the lack of a home field advantage has, has uh, helped some of the lower teams kind of stick in there. The league is exciting for the neutral fan. It's a little frustrating for the the fan, the team you're a fan of, I would say. Well, and, then, and then also, I mean, let's just not forget, like, just budgetary repercussions as well on not having fans. Um in the stadium means like you can't buy, you know, maybe you can't buy that extra one or two guys that would help solidify, you know, your team, you know, Liverpool has not signed a Van Dyke, you know, to like a, a, not a Van Dyke replacement. You can't replace him, but you know what I mean? Like another guy, so yeah. that Jordan Henderson Stop doesn't down. have to play center back. Um, it's just not in the, it's not in the cards. And I think a lot of teams are, a lot of the big clubs are suffering from that. Um, Despite Do you the think fact they still will though? Because it's it ends tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow's the end of the deadline. So I think it's they possible, still might. I doubt it. It's possible. I doubt it. Maybe they get a loan, but I think they're going to bring in Mustafi from Arsenal. I'm not joking. You really think so? I'm I'm not even joking. And would that be a good move? No, he's horrible. Okay, but he, they, he, he red cards in inopportune times. 
it would be a rental for them for like three weeks until they could get healthier. Like they would literally just be like, we just need a freaking body. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So let's move on to our final topic. That's the medal stand this week and our medal stand for this week. By the way, do you know who won last week? Uh, yes, Russell won. D'Angelo Russell D'Angelo won. Russell, gold medalist. Worst kind but of- the people that really knew what was going on, a lot of people were DMing and explaining why Parisi is the pick and their pick. So I think the people that I don't know, D'Angelo is a is like a sexy pick. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> but when you really think about what Parisi's done and what his contract has been like, it's, he's probably the winner. Yeah. Um. All right. Metal stand this week. Best current Minnesota sports jersey. Okay. I'll go first, and you guys can you guys can lambast this one um i'm going vikings and i'm going purple on purple yeah the purple jerseys with the purple pants i feel are so much better than the purple with the white i i love the what do, what do they call it like the the color out or whatever where they they just you know they wear the same color from top to bottom yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I i need to cut in here and help you because you took my pick and i you can do better it needs to be the color rush jersey with the gold numbers too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Purple gold numbers. Purple pants. Is color the best. rush. Color rush. That's what I was looking for. It's yeah. the best jersey. I agree. I'll have to pick a different one. But yes, the color rush Vikings is amazing. Yeah. I, you can All pick right. the same one. Well, we need. To I mean, I can pick that one too because it's probably the best answer. But I am watching the the Minnesota game right now. The wild and they look fucking awesome. Are you guys watching this uh, with this with this like you know North Stars throwback, but with the wild stuff, it looks so awesome. That's my my current pick. I'm very excited about it. I hope they do. Are they going to do it more than one time uh, this yeah, year? A couple times, six times or something like that. Um, yeah. I that would have been my number two pick. So I'm going to have to go back to the well yet again. Um, oh wow! <laughs> uh, yes, I I agree. That one is incredible. Um, you going loons? Loons grays? Okay, I'm not going to go Loons Grays. I, I really dislike all the Loons things that have the, the feathers on them. I actually think it looks kind of bad. Um, they're one, oh. The feathers always look much cooler to me. Uh, so I'm going to go with my, my pick is going to be the throwback Twins jerseys. The Maybe Blues? Maybe Blue Twins jerseys um, that they should wear more often, especially uh, because most of their jerseys are not that cool. So I'm going to go. The ones that have the Minnie and Paul shaking hands. Ooh, I like that, yeah. Is that, but that's the one you're talking about, right? The, the big patch? No, well, this is the one that has like twins across the chest. It, it has twins. Oh, it's like light okay. blue with the red twins. I'm going to go with yep. that as my pick, but I think your picks were better. Okay. Well, well sorry, I, I thought, Eric, I, next I, time you have a segment like this, you better start out. You better lead, or we're going to take your picks. No, I didn't think the Vikings color rush jersey was going to be the pick. I didn't think that was going to well, be that popular. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Beautiful. I love it. All right, guys, that is all the time we have. Um, Make sure you guys check out our episode later this week. We have all kinds of stuff to talk about, shows you should be watching, all kinds of news uh, and other fun stuff. So tune into our later episode. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening to the Nordies podcast.